Welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast where two licensed professional counselors and approved EMDR consultants discuss the latest research and resources for trauma treatment and EMDR therapy. Hey guys, this is Jen. And this is Bridger. And we are here really quick just to tell you about a training opportunity before you get started on the episode. Mm. We have a trauma-informed care training that's coming up. What are Mm. those dates? Uh, June 3rd through the 5th. Okay, so it's coming up really soon. Yes. And on this, the content of this training is goes in depth on how to provide and offer trauma-informed care. So no matter what your profession is or where you come into contact with individuals who may have experienced trauma in the past, which we believe that's everybody. Everyone, yes. Talking this, to two of them right now. Yes. <laughs> this gives you a lot of good information on understanding how does trauma impact the brain and relationships and mm-hmm. yes the body how to um yeah just be really informed and supportive and promoting somebody's healing based on the care that you provide that's right yeah basically we said uh we want to write a training for anybody that has a nervous system so yes. that is uh, all mammals as it turns out yeah. um so for those that are interested uh in this training opportunity again that's uh june 3rd through the 5th and it is virtual so the uh, information is going to be on our website at beyondhealingcenter.com. And then you just click on the trainings tab and you'll see trauma-informed care right there. And you just click on that and there's some registration information that uh, will be asked of you. And then uh, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah, we we'll hope to see you on there. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. So before we get into the episode today... We're going to take a brief little detour Mm. and share something very human, but also very relevant to you as our listeners. Um, And we're going to do a little bit of practicing what we preach. Mm -hmm. And by preach, what we mean is our own therapeutic model and case conceptualization model of SIP. Um, When you practice that way, you discover all kinds of areas of your own life where the relevant principles of being human with other humans and the dynamics of all of that get really relevant. And turns out podcasting is one of those spaces where it's really relevant. Yes. <laughs> never Very expected relevant. that. I Did not expect it, no. I know. So if you're uh, piqued in interest at this point, we'll share with you what we're talking about. So um, over the last several months, off and on, we've had a little bit of feedback from listeners about your experience of listening to us, particularly as we brought on a third host, being Bridger. Yes. And uh, one of our um, first statements is, sorry for not integrating that more smoothly. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it happened very quickly. It did, it and did. And it, it was as much of a whirlwind in our experience as it probably was for you yes. guys as listeners. Mm-hmm. That we kind of came into interaction and in relationship with Bridger, and then we're like, whoa, you mm-hmm. are a necessary piece yeah. to this puzzle. We're going to hire you yes. now. Like, you just need to be with us all the time. Hope and, you're down for that. Yeah, yeah. and here's all the things you're going to be a part yeah. of. Yeah. And yeah. And you're going to start your own podcast and then there's that that's how it's going to go yep that's exactly and right if you guys you know think back to the polyvagal theory episodes and the obvious um you know contributions that bridger brings to our team uh that is exactly why we decided to bring him on but the feedback that we've gotten is that um with the dynamic of the three of us occasionally there's moments as a listener where the felt enthusiasm and exuberance <laughs> um shows up in just sort of some activation uh, for you guys when you're listening um, of 
you know, we're interrupting each other and kind of talking over each other and saying yes over and over. <laughs> um, and so we just wanted to talk about that explicitly and mm. make two points and then we'll kind of discuss it. First point being, you know, we're really committed to the experience of you guys as, as a listener and giving you guys a product that is not only informative, but frankly, enjoyable to listen to is our goal. Um, and if you're hearing background noise, it's because we're actually in a camper right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that I'm talking about, uh, yeah, quality while that's happening. But um, the truth is, like, we're always looking for ways to improve the listener experience for you guys. And so we want to address this with that in mind of improving your guys' experience and making sure that it's pleasant and enjoyable. But also wanting to give you guys some context about who we are as humans and the way that we function as the three of us and what you're likely feeling and what um, reactions you have uh, in your own self listening to the three of us talk enthusiastically about all kinds of things. So those are kind of the two main things. Number one, um, we're dedicated to your experience as a listener. Number two, we want to give you context of your experience up to this point in case you've had any reactions or activations in listening to us. And we want to share this on the podcast because this is a, a relational thing that we've had to explore together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've had several conversations leading up to this. This isn't like the first time we're talking yeah. about it together, but we wanted a piece of this recorded so that you as the listeners are experiencing what it's like to take in something like this and work through it relationally and you being a part of this relationship. Yeah. So you are hearing this, you are experiencing it. We want to speak to you and respond to the feedback you're giving us in comments and emails mm-hmm. and really make this podcast something that feels and is relational amongst all of us. It's not us just being objects and presenting material right. to you or you being an object, you know, um, taking in that information, but we really are in relationship subject to yeah. subject. Yeah. We're real humans behind the mics. Yeah. And I think that's, to me, what I want so much in a podcast is that it feels like I'm right there, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm sitting, I'm pulling up a chair to the podcasters and I'm listening and I'm in, just immersed in their conversation. Right. And if you were to do that literally with Melissa, Jen, and myself, Bridger, it would be the chaos that I think some people right. talk about because it is so much. We're just going all the time. Uh, yeah. You know, Melissa might be thinking about something else entirely and she'll just interject into the space that Jen and I are talking or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It happens I all do the like time. I like to drop bombs. It's yeah. kind of my thing. <laughs> exactly. And it, it happens all of the right. time. Right. And I really think there's so much value in us giving a window into that mm-hmm. uh, for the listener mm-hmm. and to maybe give some validation and also maybe push processing farther for some of the listeners that have been affected by it or have kind of been disoriented by it or maybe even for those that enjoy it Mm -hmm. Uh, because I know the spectrum of experience is so vast for that type of uh, content delivery and when we have listeners with so many different life experiences we are going to activate different things within each person so some people may be exposed Bridger to your energy and enthusiasm and really feel like Um, energetic, energized by it and excited by it. And others may have a reaction of activation coming from a place of being for multiple episodes just in connection with Melissa and I. Yeah. And now there's something new and different and there's a shift and it has actually taken away some of the time on the podcast of each of us to share. And so, you know, whatever experiences are behind that are going to get projected onto Mm -hmm. you, Bridger, or you, Melissa, or myself. And mm-hmm. so just to try to speak to all of those, validate those, and for us to find where is that 
our best place to be, our best posture that makes this content the most digestible and um, desirable for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Well, so for you, Jen, I know that one thing that, you know, has kind of been reflected to you is that people often want to hear more from you because Mm. out of the three of us, you are the most um, accommodating (laughs) <laughs> is that a good word for it <laughs> in terms of uh letting other people um yeah speak first and speak more and then you kind of hold back and wait and fill in um some gaps but I think that you know your experience of being in that space like I would want them to hear you say what is that actually like mm-hmm. for you yeah yeah that's a really comfortable space for me mm-hmm. um I do a lot of just assessing and taking in information and trying to kind of integrate it and formulate it in my own mind before it can come out in sensible language. And so to sit back is actually really comfortable to be, to feel a lot of pressure to like speak quick, speak Mm -hmm. fast, um, feels less comfortable and more activating for me. And so, especially in a dynamic, the more people that are there, the more I find myself finding those gaps to kind of tuck away in Mm -hmm. and then when that timing is right I give my little nonverbal cues a little breath and (laughs) Bridget pointed them all out to me yes yes Yes. um so they're being noticed by the two of you and you guys see those and I I can feel you know what those are and then create space for me in that when you when you see me ready to share and so I think a lot of you may think oh they're you know ignoring you know what Jen has to say and just talking but the reality, if you were in this room, you see them watching me. You see them yes. watching the small, subtle shifts and changes mm-hmm. and kind of recognize, oh, she's ready now. Yeah. And they create space. And sometimes you even punt the ball to me. Like, yeah. well, Jen, what do you think of that? And you right. see me like You've working on that thought. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that uh, the felt difference of when it was just the two of us, there was this natural, like, I talk, then you talk, then I talk, yes. then you talk. And in the dynamic of three humans. The triangle. Yeah, now the triangle. We bounce. It, it's yeah. totally different. Um, and so the there can be a different balance. And I can't wait until we have the option of recording, like video like recording. Video. Yes. Yeah. Because some of so much of what we're talking about today has to do with the nonverbals and frankly, how much the three of us really rely on that, particularly in podcast recording, Mm. because to create a product that is in any way polished at all requires subverbal nonverbal communication constantly between the three of us. And we've kind of found a rhythm and a way of doing that, but that is not reflected in audio recording only. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so I do think that there's an element that we cannot translate um, through audio that will be through video. Not that you guys, you know, need to tune into YouTube every time and watch this once that's available. Well, you that's do, coming actually. Soon. I mean, you should. Yeah, I totally yeah. should because it, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Although I'm going to have to do my hair more often. So No, I think, that. See, no, okay. I think that's the thing. No. We just got to keep it like, BS, totally. yeah, it's just got to be pants. organic. Yeah, yes. I'm really into overalls right now, you guys. Anyway. Um. <laughs> the other piece I want to add to that that I want you guys to know as listeners is the conversation of me holding back mm. was actually brought up. It was probably over a year ago. I don't know if you re- I know you remember the yeah. weekend. We all went off together to the lake. And Bridger, you specifically asked me about that. You said, I noticed, like, you don't interrupt. 
Like that's something you don't do. Why is that? And and so that was a way that you were already like caring for me in that experience yeah. and recognizing that and then seeking me out to check in. Like, are you comfortable with that? What do you need in that space? And we talked through all of this. It was over mm. a year ago. Wow. And that's crazy. You know, that was before any listeners had said anything, mm-hmm. but just relationally, that's where we've been at building this dynamic and why it's so comfortable for us where it's at, whereas a listener hasn't gotten that background yeah. information right. and doesn't know that that's been kind of a, a verbal agreement amongst us is yeah. this is how we function. So I have some questions for the two of you, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I think it comes with a preface uh, in also that episode that um, was my like bio yeah. We never got that. Well, we lost it. Because it was lost. <laughs> but so I occasionally think... that happens, guys, where we lose like whole audio files by it doesn't anymore. If we ever find them, we'll God. put them out there. Yeah. We will. <laughs> but I think one thing that's really helpful in that uh, is a little bit of my personality. And up to this point, you've just had to learn it through listening. Right. Um, but I'm a very introverted person. And I know that that may surprise you just listening to this podcast because when it comes to ideas, I get so much energy. Um, and I trust Melissa and Jen um, with my whole life. And so it, I feel so safe in this space to just be completely unfiltered. And sometimes mm-hmm. I forget that uh, there is like an educational um, product that we're trying to create yeah. here. Um, I, I, you mean it's not just three friends hanging out talking about stuff we like? No. And if it oh. was, oh, that's called Mind of a Therapist. And that's oh, our that's secret right. podcast. But yeah. I wish that... Those are our puppies in the background that came yeah. camping with us. So we're having a real family experience we right are. here. We are. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel that that's really necessary for the listener to know um, because I forget. And I'm trying to learn more to just like nod my head real big. Um <laughs> <laughs> instead of go or be yeah, enthusiastic yeah, yeah, with your yeah. eyes <laughs> yes exactly but in that space also i want to ask you guys what is it like because i think the the yes comments right, that we right. get sometimes we get comments that say can bridger can you just tone it down yeah, don't say yes so much right don't say yes so much and i think there's one one avenue of that where it's just making it hard for people to hear right mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I think there's another part where people feel like I'm being rude. And mm-hmm. so I want to give specific kind of yeah. attention to that. And just so the listener can hear, because we've talked about this already uh, off air. But I just want to hear maybe for you guys, what is both of those like? How would you address that? I think it kind of goes back to those two initial points that I started with of, you know, on one hand, we are super conscious of the listener's experience and how it feels to auditorily listen to this and you know what it does to your ears to your body to your you know cognition all of it to be absorbing this product in this way and so from that perspective we're going to work on it and we're you know brainstorming ways of trying to keep us grounded and it may even mean that you know if Bridger is in a really enthusiastic space you may hear either Jen or I say and breathe (laughs) (laughs) and we'll all take a breath together because you know that is so authentic to how we communicate with each other all the time. And the second part of giving you context about the authentic human experience behind the mic is that I don't think either of us experience it as um, rude or anything other than, Jen, I believe your word was cheerleading. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you saw his posture, 
it's like this little cheerleader behind you and you're talking. It's like, yeah, yeah, Like yeah, literally go, Jake, sometimes he's like silent clapping for us while we talk. Oh, like <laughs> literally. Literally. And that's not, and I don't mean that in just like, I'm approving what you're saying. No, and so not you at should all. keep saying it. But like, I love I'm that you're- I'm enjoying what you're saying. Yes, yes. And I love, oh God, I just yeah, happened exactly. again. Yeah. But I love that you're getting to share something that you know. Mm-hmm. Not from a, I'm not trying to- like pet you on the head like I did that at all like that's not even in my body that (laughs) that's not possible for me I love watching you get to say something that you know Mm -hmm. and that you get excited about and I want you to be so excited because it's so cool that you get to share that and you get to share it with me Mm -hmm. and then I get to share it with you and that we get to just go on this adventure well and and one thing that I think is very relevant to that experience and just very true to our process is that you know we're not creators of podcasts only we are in a constant state of um, thinking writing conceptualizing creating creating Mm -hmm. therapeutic work together and teaching it and and teaching it and um, we are all researchers and academics at heart and that means that we're in this constant space of consuming synthesizing and articulating new ideas and expanding upon yes. which often organically shows up on the podcast yeah, and, and we're like whoa, whoa, whoa where'd that thought come yeah, from whoa, that whoa, was go, good okay, write it go, down go 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like literally what you just said is now going to like go onto a slide in one of our <laughs> trainings and we're so excited because we've been you know batting around these ideas of okay how are we going to teach this concept how are we going to find yes words to wrap around i love that we're yeah. talking about this because yeah. it this is the most beautiful thing that I get to share with my friends yeah. is how are we going to teach this? What's the best way to communicate this idea? Mm-hmm. And we literally have to go back and forth. Mel, you and I this morning mm-hmm. argued over through and in Those the two, two words. words. <laughs> we argued in our way. Hey, it's important. It's so important. <laughs> but we did it. We argued by saying, well, here's what I think it should sound like. And let me just try this. Yeah. So I read it. And also, it. the way that you just articulated that, you should try to say that different because that's kind of rude. Yeah. I mean, that, that was you saying that to I me. I did yes. say that yes. to you. Yeah. Because, and that's fine. Yes. Because and that is how we communicate. Yeah. This is beautiful. Uh-huh. This is inner subjectivity right now, right. what we're talking about. But yes, uh, this is what we do all the time. Um, and so it, it's hard for us sometimes to shift into a place where but there's a third party somewhere right, else. Somebody listening. else is listening to it. So one of the conversations uh, when you and I, just you and I, Bridger, were processing this, I referenced movies that we used to watch as kids. Yeah. Of a group of academics, which you know, I had to make the comment that there was never any women in those scenes, and I took great <laughs> exception because mm-hmm. I really wanted to wear a tweed jacket too. Yes. Um, and smoke a pipe. That anyway, working on that. So <laughs> that's a rabbit trail. But but the. The reason why those scenes are sort of embedded in my psyche are because of the desire for that kind of enthusiastic engagement with friends slash colleagues, right? It was always these like very um, European scenes of, you know, you live in a college together and you stay up late at night talking about Oxford. Oh Oh. yeah. Like, you know, the, the Latin root of this particular word and you know, where did anyway, so lots of examples there, but if you can imagine that kind of dynamic, that is exactly what we uh, get to live every day, every day. And that, (laughs) is startling to us in a space of absolute gratitude. Um, But I think sometimes you guys get the experience of being the fly on the wall of uh, people that are so in love with their work that we forget 
what we're doing. The yes. absent-minded professor trope is really appropriate for both Bridger and I. So it's much It's less so. appropriate for Jen. Jen remembers that there's other humans around much better than we do. <laughs> Which is a strength and a fault in many ways. <laughs> but really glad we have it because... <laughs> Anyway, we need you. We're very grateful that you're here. Um, but I think that sometimes the listener's experience, it, it's helpful to have the context of that's not a show. That's so authentic to who we are and incredibly real for how we live every single day. Yeah. Um, and it's not me trying to be rude in any way. And I, and just the idea even that Mel or Jen could feel that I was being rude hurts me right. like my heart right. <laughs> um, because that is the absolute opposite mm -hmm. of what I'm trying to do when I'm engaging with somebody in their ideas. Right. Um, you know, I am an educator um, and my energy is what I feel makes me a good educator. Mm -hmm. And I try to just bring out the most creative part of someone else. Right. And the way I do that is by like, yes. Oh, and then what about this? And then, yeah, yeah, go. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I champion them and empower them to dig deeper into their creative potential and surprise themselves mm -hmm. with the ideas that they're sharing. I think oftentimes too, Bridger, you're, you're not necessarily validating or, confirming the content that we're saying but the energy that in the experience that we're having while we say it yes right. and so it's not you approving of yes that content is correct or no that is inaccurate and you have you know you should say this instead yes. and you're incompetent and right. you should speak differently mm -hmm. yeah it's you validating and affirming that energy and our you know expression of that and your intention i mm -hmm. really feel it's just like that's what i want to affirm so deeply it's just like yes i want you to always just yeah. come right out and say feel it. feel free to speak that passionately about what you're talking about yes yeah. oh my gosh yeah i think the the image that you know you and i use to communicate about this a lot is astrally ac astrally that's <laughs> appropriate actually astrological yeah. um in its symbolism uh because both bridger and i have a lot of fire mm -hmm. in us and uh and air and you have air quite a bit i don't yes <laughs> i'm all earth and fire um but the the images of you know somebody kneeling by a fire and like blowing on it yeah you know the fire doesn't actually need the air but it takes the encouragement like if you're going to give that to me i will happily get bigger in response right, that's right. Um, and i think that's very much the felt experience of what it's like for jen and i when you're doing that and how that feels to us um and so that's sort of the relational context that we want to give you guys when you're experiencing this with us um, that you understand, you know, what that dynamic is and what it feels like to be here and be in the embodied moment of yeah. what's happening. But then also still speak to our dedication and our desire to, um, you know, turn down the volume on aspects of our enthusiasm that make it just frankly harder for your brain to process the words that are being said. Like that is super relevant as well. And so we're going to work on that. We're going to continue to work on it. Um, and, you know, we welcome your guys' feedback about Always. that, but also, you know, want to highlight the fact that we're humans and we're in process. <laughs> and uh, if we have to choose between enthusiasm and a perfectly polished product, we will choose enthusiasm. Every mm -hmm. yeah. single time. Enthusiasm, authenticity. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Our and, humanity. Yeah. And we want it to be a well-polished product. But perfection is likely not, not achievable. <laughs> no. <laughs> a couple no. of points I want to drive home. One, Melissa, and what you're saying, we want you guys, we want your feedback on not just the quality and how easy is it to listen to, but we've had a couple of other listeners who have 
reached out about other episodes not related to this issue at all, but like the exploring cultural moments. Oh, yeah. You know, some yeah. felt really supported and, and encouraged in that. Mm-hmm. And we had one listener who was so brave to reach out and say that I, I felt some activation in that mm-hmm. and I want to explore that with you. Yeah, and just ask really, really intricate, thoughtful yes. questions about and it. It was yeah. so meaningful mm-hmm. to have a listener like really treat us with like like in a relationship mm-hmm. not just give us a hateful comment or stop listening mm-hmm. but to say i want to try to like repair Understand. and mend this yeah. with them that meant so much to us and so those opportunities feel so uh, meaningful and important mm-hmm. to us so i appreciate you guys reaching out and having the courage and, and just the desire to continue this journey with us enough to give us an opportunity to repair and mend those yeah the other piece, I'm going to do what I always do with integration. If I want to take this to like a therapy approach and like, how does mm. this work in it as a therapist, mm. as you're listening to this and say, okay, am I just like listening to these hosts or how does this actually apply to me in the therapy setting and as a therapist with my clients? Um, this is very much a real experience in the therapy room. So mm. you mentioned intersubjective space. We so talk true. about that off and on, but this is a live demonstration of that, and yes. this is what it would mean to be in a room with a client and sharing these same things. As if the audience is the client and we're the therapist, mm. the client had enough um, safety and courage to come to us and say, when mm. you said this, yeah. I felt that, or I'm struggling to connect with you or feel safe with you, and we can come back with them and say, how can we correct and repair that but still embrace our humanity and yeah. let you in on who we are as a person that motivates and drives us in that way. Yeah, because that is our intention is to connect Mm -hmm. and is to show up in a therapeutic way. And so if the way that I'm doing that is making it hard for you to receive that, that's what I want to bring attention to. But my intention is so much about wanting to connect with you and wanting to help you feel safe enough to process through what you need to. And that, you know, that's why I think we wanted to record this um, for the listeners is because that's our intention in therapy. That's our intention with each other. That's our intention in life is Mm -hmm. to say, no, I want you to show up exactly as you are. And I want you to feel safe enough to say when that feels uncomfortable or maybe even hurts you because it's not going, I'm not going to respond with shame because I know that we are secure Mm -hmm. in our relationship. So I know that you're not saying that I'm bad for the way that I showed up or that you're bad for the way that you showed up, but that, we are connected and yeah. we had a rupture in and our we relationship. Have an impact on each other. Yes. Of We're influencing we each yes. other. Yes. yes. And I think, you know, owning owning the fact that whatever dynamic we're in, whether it's, you know, podcast, you know, listener to podcast host or therapist to client or friend to friend, yeah. being in the space of always being able to process the impact that we're having on each other without Moving into taking it personally, moving into shame, moving into blame, moving into games that we're going to play with each other now, but really trusting that I can just bring this experience and set it on the table and say, will you help me make sense of this? I'm having this reaction. That's beautiful. Can we make sense of it together? Because if I have your honest pieces of the puzzle and I bring my honest pieces of the puzzle, we're going to have a much better puzzle and actually be able to understand it and make decisions together about how to move forward. And, you know, that 
that idea of there's two pieces to it. There is the accommodation, the change that we want to make. We're going to do that as a therapist too. If there's practical changes that I can make or shift the way that I show up in this space, I'm going to do that because I Mm. care about you. Why wouldn't I do that? If it's within my power to make a shift that is going to make a positive change for you, I am going to choose to do that. But then also, I'm human, and I'm not going to do it perfectly. I guarantee that the next time we record, Bridger's going to say yes one too many times. I promise you that's going to happen. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I promise it's going to happen. But that doesn't mean that we're ignoring the feedback. It just means that we are human and working on it and trying to find that balance of not losing our enthusiasm in order to try to produce something that is not giving up our humanity that's right right. in order to please the other person but how do we work with that yeah i love that and that is that's exactly what we want to do as therapists with our clients of letting them experience us as human and i loved in that you kind of like made the parallel because it's identical Mm -hmm. it's absolutely Mm -hmm. identical that's right yeah Mm-hmm. And so natural within the therapy room, within any relationship that we mm-hmm. have. And as the therapist, oftentimes our client won't have the same courage to come in and say, I felt this. So but true. we can pick up on it sometimes. You know, they start canceling or they come in very defended. Right. or mm-hmm. and, and for us to be uh, courageous enough to step in and say, I'm noticing this shift in you. Is there something that's happened here Mm. between us or in this relationship? Or is there something that's going on? And be open to talking about your relationship with your client. And not moving into some weird arbitrary definition of professionalism and hiding behind boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) How's everybody feel? Okay, so I'll give slightly more context to that, uh, just a little bit more. So that, that that is an area where I think that a lot of us have been um, freaked out by mm. our training, for lack of a more professional term, um, and finding that balance of we have got to be human with our clients. Yeah. Um, this is what I believe is one of the main reasons why we burn out as therapists is that we misunderstand what boundaries actually means. Boundaries does not mean being robotic and inhuman. Yeah. To strip away your humanity. That's right. That's right. And and so many of us, that's what we feel pressured to do yeah. um, if we're going to be professional and boundaried. Hmm. And uh yeah, we just have a totally different conceptualization of what it means to have appropriate therapeutic boundaries, but still be a full human in the room with our clients. That doesn't mean that we're sharing all my personal stories, but it does mean that my humanity is fully present. Um, and I think that's incredibly therapeutic for clients. I think we've demonstrated boundaries today, even mm-hmm. with our listeners, to right. be mm-hmm. able to say, we like we experience your enthusiasm as something that's supportive And we desire it when the last thing I want you to do is to change that or to edit and filter it. And so a healthy boundary there is we're going to be aware of it and try to support the listener and, Mm -hmm. you know, filter and modify it. But we're not going to take it away. Yeah. Like we're not going to we're not going to get rid of that part of what you are and what we are. I think that's a really healthy, flexible boundary. And to me, just on the receiving end, it it feels so validating to me that we can talk with one another and our listeners in that way and to say you know this is how I show up because it's my true self Mm -hmm. it is it is who I am to my core Mm -hmm. to get excited about those things and to show up with that energy Um, it's not in a way to try to dismiss or to try to scare away Mm -hmm. and if that's the effect it's having I want to know that so that I can reveal my true intention 
that I can be honest and say, no, that's not what I'm trying to do at all. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel celebrated. I want you to feel encouraged and, and invited into this space so that we can connect more meaningfully for longer (laughs) is, is, is my true intention with it. Well, and another thing that I think is relevant that I think is easy to feel, but bears articulating is there's just a whole lot of play that happens in this space. (laughs) That's right. Um, that for nerds like us, this is playtime. This is, you know, us getting to really just let our, our minds do the thing that it loves to do and synthesize a whole bunch of information and, you know, share it with people that we care about for a purpose that we care about. It's just full on playtime for us. And, Ecstasy. Um, and yeah, in the same way that sometimes little kids get a little too enthusiastic and they do that weird screechy scream that just is painful to every parent's ears. I, all parents understand what I'm talking about. Is that about my right yes? Now. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> the weird screechy yes. scream. That, yeah, that's exactly to some right. listeners, it may be. Yeah, yeah. Parents know how to interpret oh. those weird screeches as that. They're fine. They're not dying. That's just one of those, you know, they're having way too much fun and playing mm-hmm. versus, oh, that's a death screech. I need mm-hmm. to move into activation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know how to interpret that because we know you. Um, but people that aren't familiar with that, they don't know how to interpret it. And so our hope is that, you know, this will help you guys interpret and really actually feel more included in the episodes and in this process yes um because we really really believe in intersubjectivity in case that's not obvious yet (laughs) we've fully bought into into it yes yeah to not objectify ourselves our clients or anyone that we interact with and to actually have a boundary around being objectified as well yes i was just gonna say Mm -hmm. we're going to protect each other in that yeah yeah so that's what this is about. Yeah. I want to wrap today by just thanking all of you yeah. for caring enough about the podcast, about us, and about the content that we share to engage with us in these kind of conversations mm-hmm. and to write in and share. And yeah. we get so many positive comments, yeah. and I appreciate those, but we also appreciate the feedback and requests for support in different ways. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for supporting us like that. Yeah, and I think, you know, another just kind of random side comment, just personally, there's been so many people that have taken the time to reach out and thank me for sharing my ego state story. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys for doing that. Like, it is a vulnerable thing to share stuff like that, and sometimes I worry that it comes across as uh, something other than what the intention is, and to know that you guys are receiving it with the heart that I share it in, and that it's meaningful to you and encouraging to you in your work with clients, but also in your personal work. Just so you know, I read every single comment and often yes. choke up, and yes. we, like, oh. take screenshots and send them to each and other. send them to each other, and, like, look what this listener said. Like, so just know, like, we're really into hearing from you. It mm-hmm. makes us happy. It makes our day when, um, when you reach out, and we take everyone to heart and everyone seriously. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you guys again, and we will be back with another episode soon. Very soon. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. We hope something you've heard today will help you help your clients. Find our latest episode and more on our Facebook page or on our website, emdr podcast.com. And don't forget to add us to your RSS feed or follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so that you don't miss an episode. Please email questions and comments to notice that at emdr-podcast.com. From all of us here at Notice That, see you next time. Mm-hmm.